bad, bad addict. Um, every time I was able to get a loan, I was doing drugs. I've been in prison four times, twice in the state, twice in the feds. I was doing all this crazy stuff, cooking drugs and just staying high. God called me from a prison cell. I was a homeless drug addict, and my hope was found in a needle. I was eight months pregnant, homeless, um, living out of my van. You know, it wasn't freeway that saved me, it wasn't John Stroop that saved me, but God uses freeway in such a mighty way as a tool to reach these people. There's not a community or a county in America that doesn't have a drug problem. And the, the church has the answer and it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Welcome to One Broken Life. My name is John Stroop with my special guest, Charlotte Sells. Hi. <laughs> We're back for part two. If you have not listened to part one, stop, go back, listen to part one. It is awesome. And uh, we're going to talk about her after Christ moments and so in kind of your life. And we hear about the negative, impa ne negative impact that drugs and crime uh, make on our communities with the fatherless homes and the, and the prisons full. But we don't hear, what we don't hear about is the positive impact that one radically changed ex-drug addict mm -hmm. makes when Jesus gets a hold of them, right? Yeah. And uh, the impact they make. And so that is why we're here today, um, to explore your life. And we believe many times the bigger the mess, the bigger the message. You don't have to have a big mess to make a big message, but many times that's the way it happens. And so... <laughs> yeah. I believe that you have a great message. Um, I believe that God is using you. I believe in you. And uh, you have two and a half years clean. Yep. And so you're clean to those who don't know just means you haven't used anything. Right. Yeah. You, you haven't used alcohol. You haven't used um, any drugs or right. mind altering substance. You are clean. Absolutely. And so uh, that is amazing. Yeah. And so our last episode, we talked about. Uh, just kind of a brief summary. Uh, you have been separated from your children. You've been homeless for nine months. You're in a Greene County jail cell. You have no bond. Yeah. Um, you, that means you cannot get out of jail. And so uh, you put an application in. I think you even might have wrote me a letter. Did you write me a letter? Or did I just pop up on you? My attorney did, I'm okay. pretty sure. And so I remember coming to the jail um, and then we accepted you into the program. Yeah. And so you get out of jail, you got an ankle monitor on. That means a GPS system right. uh, tracking every move you make. Yep. You cannot take it off. No. Could you take a bath with it or did you have to put something around it? Well, I had, I could take a shower, but I couldn't go swimming. Okay. I did use cellophane one time and, and got in the pool and went swimming, but I was nervous the whole time. <laughs> okay. And so, uh, so, so you're in the program separated from your children. Uh, facing multiple charges yeah uh, and so let's talk about that um, so what was it like when you entered the woman's house a little overwhelming um, at first um, but pretty incredible I remember um, getting picked up uh, and only having like these cowboy boots that were oversized and a fur coat <laughs> 
and um, it was it was May, <laughs> just to give you an idea. Um, and they brought me straight up to Freeway to find some clothes and to to um, be able to just help me have everything that I need from toiletries to um, a Bible to all the clothes that I needed and shoes that fit. And um, it was it was overwhelming. Um, I wasn't used to anybody helping me out, um, much less people that didn't really know me. Charla knew me from Freeway. Um, Charla is my wife, too. Yeah. And Mama Charla. Mama Charla. <laughs> and she... Um, she just she gave me the biggest hug and it was pretty incredible to be able to have this family that i had never really had before the family of god i mean we're we're closer than than any family member that i've ever had in my life so um we go to the house and i get to meet all the other girls and it was kind of late by this time because it took forever but uh yeah they <laughs> jail, sitting there waiting. And... Yeah, you could be there all day. So, um, finally got out. Uh, we went over the rules, and I was um, a little bit, um, I would say, hesitant, but I knew I couldn't leave because this was my only option. Um, but you couldn't really have a phone, um, couldn't talk to dudes, um, and there was a lot of things that I was not accustomed to. My life was not my own anymore um and not really even because of freeway but because i had this ankle monitor tying me <laughs> to freeway there's no way i could have left and the bible says that you were bought with a price absolutely right exactly so, so um it, it was a process of getting to know the ins and outs of how freeway works and how discipleship works and um understanding accountability for the first time because there's no way in my past i would ever have to answer to nobody and now I've got these people that I've got to uh, tell them everywhere I'm going and, and have, have maps on me to make sure that I'm accountable to what I say I'm going to do, have a curfew. Um, and honestly, it was the best thing that could have ever happened to me in my life because I had never been taught what boundaries was. I was never taught what structure was. I was yeah. never taught what true love was. So. So did you ever get disciplined in the program? one time um and it was for something very little it was for laundry um <laughs> because i had this huge pile of laundry and we're expected you know to to um you know keep our place our area is clean it's our responsibility and um i had a huge pile of laundry i just wasn't doing and a lot of it was because i couldn't be assertive enough to say okay i'm going to take laundry uh day right now i was um very passive and was so afraid of what everyone thought, but I had to step up. And that's part of, you know, being a Christian and walking out our faith is, um, you know, standing up for ourselves to do the right thing. And even though it seems like a little thing, it really taught me a big lesson of how I, it's important to do those things that matter. And even though it doesn't seem like it matters, it does. So got to stand up. So you're, you're entering the program, uh, you're learning structure mm -hmm. uh you know you get up early you read you're supposed to read your bible every morning mm -hmm. uh, you're supposed to journal and yep. your journal's supposed to be checked mm -hmm. to make sure that you're actually paying attention doing the work taking notes uh then you get a mentor yeah and so that person is going to walk through the word with you mm -hmm. from the word of god to the judgment seat of christ to help you understand what the bible says about the basic disciplines and principles of the word of mm -hmm. god and then you uh, you go to a local church, 
you're involved with freeway, which is what we do on Saturdays here uh, in Springfield. Uh, you know, everyone's different. But we uh, we serve the community, we feed, we clothe, we mm-hmm. bust them in, we share the gospel with them, have a, pretty much a service here, a church yeah. service. So where was your first place serving at in, in ministry when you got out of jail? Well, um, it was here at Freeway. Uh, we didn't have services yet because it was right after COVID. Okay. And um, so we were handing out groceries. And so I remember putting these bags of groceries together and taking these huge, um, huge boxes of groceries out to the table and there was all these people lining up in their cars to be able to deliver these groceries to to families from freeway and um, I was able to serve there and even though it didn't seem like a big deal it was a huge deal because some of those people probably didn't have food if it weren't for us being able to hand those out so so where do you where did you serve when the lockdown was I guess uh, reversed or whatever child care child care child care which was not at all where i would have expected me to be because i didn't have my kids and um i struggled to think that i was worthy of even being a mom or being a caretaker and um i got plugged in <laughs> in child care <laughs> of all places and that's so what god now does don't you have aren't you a leader yes now i'm a team lead of um the child care um on the third week and i have my own team and god's made it to where i'm able to you know get volunteers assembled assign volunteers to rooms make sure that everything's copacetic and and okay and kosher uh, make sure snacks given i mean it's an overseer which is a pretty big deal um child you mean mean to tell me that a (laughs) that a ex-homeless Dumpster diving drug addict can run <laughs> can run a childcare week. That's what they say. <laughs> That's what's happening, yeah. right? Yeah. And so God is using you right now. Yeah. Which is super cool. It's very awesome. It's so, very awesome. So Charlotte, you're a graduate of the uh, Free Women Ministry Discipleship Program, and you're a graduate of the uh, residential home, and so you graduated uh, the house, mm-hmm. and you have this this thing that's been there over you which is uh a long a long time coming your kids are not with you mm-hmm. and they are one's a teenager and one's almost yes so you have a daughter and a son and how old is your daughter 14 and your son is 12 12 and so you've got a preteen which is what my son wanted me to call him before he was a teenager yeah. <laughs> and then uh you have a teenager and you are you graduate the discipleship program. We're going to give a plug to Elevate Lives. Yeah. Russ Goslin, right? And Wendy. Yeah. What's her last name? I cannot remember. It starts That's with horrible. an H. But <laughs> anyways, Russ Goslin and Wendy, who run, a, run another program for, like, people who are getting their family together. And, you know, we work with them. And so you move into one of their places. Yeah. And now you get your kids back. Yeah. Within a month and a half. Within a month and a half of graduating. And they're like, who do you think you are? Absolutely they are. <laughs> yeah. And so you have to work through that, right? Yeah. It's tough. And it was so tough. So single mom, kids that have been living in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not, they haven't really been involved in church no. or anything. And you're like, we're going to honor God. We're going to yeah. go to church. We're going to live this way. I'm not the same mom I used to be. And I just want to say that. Many people that are listening, or many people that come from our background, mm-hmm. they do what I call parenting out of guilt. Yeah. And so you have that guilt from the past because of what you've done. Mm. 
and I believe it's like trying to atone for your own sin. Right. So you try to you try to make your own sacrifices. You try to make up for what you did. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. It is. And so, what has shortly, just as brief as you can think of, because you've got so much to talk about, but what what is that like? I mean, how have you gone through that? How have you struggled through that? Um, for people listening, that. You know, they struggle with parenting as it is. Yeah. So you've come from, you know, leaving your kids, having them taken, whatever the case may be, homeless, on drugs. Um, and now you've you've gotten your life in order. God's got a hold of you. And so now you're trying to steer your teenagers mm-hmm. into following Christ and, and living with this new mom. Yeah. It's, um, it's a new challenge every single day. Uh, when they first moved in... Uh, it was very tough, uh, and if it weren't for the the people in the church, the family, um, people in Freeway, um, you know, Sharla, um, I wouldn't be where I am today with my kids because I had to get uncomfortable and call them and talk to them and ask them, what's your advice? Because I knew anything that I knew to do was probably wrong. <laughs> so I had to get advice from, from godly counsel, from people that have been through it, have lived through it, and have come out the other side. Um, and it's a continuous daily um, challenge. Um, but honestly, looking back from a year ago to now, because it's been almost a year, um, I would not trade it for anything uh, ever. Um, there were mistakes that I made, of course. Um, I started not a lot, not forcing my kids to go to church. I was compromising on some little things like that. Um, but I, I stopped that and I decided, you know, I've got to do what's right for both of them, for, for all of us. And um, so I had to force my kids to go to church. I had to force them to serve in freeway. Um, it's easy for, you know, the kids to just sit sit to the side and not serve but you know god calls us to serve and to serve as a family and the best thing that we can do is get our kids involved in something that helps them to know that they matter and that they can make a difference and something that's outside themselves and i truly believe that um the lord is moving now more than he ever has um in my kids lives i pray every single day that they soften that god softens their hearts to come to know him and, um, I mean, I can see a huge difference, I mean, in both of the kids and in, in the behavior. At first, you know, my daughter would tell me that she wishes that I was still on drugs um, because she, she can't believe that it's like this now and how I would act the way that I am. Um, but there hasn't been a fight like that in months. Um, they tell me that they love me, which is a big deal because she would used to tell me that she hated me and didn't want to have anything to do with me and would beg me, cry to me to to please let her let her go live with someone else. Please, I don't want to live with you. I don't like you. Um, she ran away at, at a point in time, um, but she came back and and the Lord has has restored our relationship and continues to restore our relationship and and even with my son, um, they're learning to trust me again which is a huge deal after all of the damage that I've caused. And um, it's just really, you got to set boundaries even with yourself um, and say, I'm not going to allow this no matter what. I'm not going to allow them to have control because even, even though I have done all of the things in the past that I've done, 
you know, God has called me to be their mother. And even though I don't feel worthy, he has called me worthy. So I've got to do everything that I can while I have them under my roof to honor God in our relationships. So, and it is difficult. Yeah. A few things, uh, just kind of for somebody that's listening mm-hmm. that may be struggling with this right now. One thing is that you can't atone for your own sin. No. So you own it. Absolutely. But you don't keep digging it back up. Right. So you sit them down and you say, you, I'm giving advice right now, <laughs> that you say, you, you ask them, one, have you forgiven me for what I've done? Mm. Number two, uh, you, you admit that you were wrong. Yeah. And you ask them to forgive you, even if they haven't forgiven you. Right. Uh, but you, you own it. You admit it. And, and you ask for forgiveness. Three, you declare and proclaim the word of God, yeah. which is Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Mm-hmm. Those who are in Christ, anyone who's in Christ is a new creation. The old things have passed away, and behold, all things are new. That's right. And you let them know, I am not the same person anymore because of Christ. Right. And you explain the gospel, mm-hmm. and you move forward. Yeah. And, and that's the way you live out your life. And you are going to make some, you're going to make some mistakes Yeah. and you're going to fall on your head. Guess what? I do too. Mm-hmm. I've been clean and sober since 2008. I've been, I was a single dad from 19, uh, excuse me, 2010 until 2012. Yeah. I have a two and a half year old little boy. I got custody of from the state and, uh, and I was a single father and he's 14 now, uh, blended family, uh, Two teenagers in 2012. One was 13. One was 19. Yeah. Presented their mother. I've been there, mm-hmm. right? And I've made a lot of mistakes. But the important thing is every time you do something wrong, you have to go back and you have to own that stuff. Yeah. And you have to apologize and repent mm-hmm. from it. And you're, you're, you're setting an example for your children. Yeah. What are you setting an example of? One, it's okay to admit you make mistakes. Yeah. Two, we all make mistakes. Right. Three, you own it and show mm-hmm. them what repentance looks like. Not just saying you're sorry, but working on your behavior, changing right. your behavior. So what is your job, Charlotte? Your job is to create an atmosphere of change for your kids. Mm-hmm. You can't change your kids. No. So that's where I'm going here is that you have a certain amount of time. The gospel changes people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you're bringing them to church. Why? Because you want them to be washed in the water of the word. Yeah. You want them to hear the gospel. Well, you're not the best voice for them. Right. Because you're just a dumb mom and you yep. don't know nothing. So what's the best voice? Friends, youth leaders, people in the church, families they learn. Someone else they may listen to because the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, that faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so the word of God is heard. Faith comes from hearing by the word of God. You're saved through faith by grace. Yeah. And so you're doing what you and you're creating a home. That's not different than the church. You're you're creating right. you're creating a Christian home. Your behavior is consistently the same. Yes. You are not the old person mm-hmm. anymore. They can't deny that. Right. And so one day your children are gonna be at an age where they have to decide who they want to be. Yeah. And so you're doing what every parent needs to do that comes from our background. Yeah. And you're doing a great job. Thank you. And so you just keep doing that. Yeah. And you're not responsible for how they treat you. You're not responsible for how they receive the word. Right. That's none of your business. Mm -hmm. You're responsible to create an atmosphere of change. Mm. They're responsible to take advantage of that change. Right. And so, uh, so you're doing it and you meet a guy. (laughs) Yeah. Right. 
And he's a graduate from the Freeway Ministry Discipleship Program. Yeah. And he's a graduate from the Timothy Project. And that's why you're Charlotte Sells right now. Yeah. Because his name is Ty Sells. Yeah. And uh, he came from jail. He was a dumpster diver. Uh-huh. I mean, you guys got some stuff in common. Truth. You know? And, uh, and so um, he comes to me and Casey, and he... Uh, tells us, hey, I, there's a girl, you know, I think I like her, I think she likes me, I'm interested, blah, blah, blah. And he did it right. Yeah. He courted you, and mm-hmm. you guys are married. So now Ty Sells is stepdad. Yeah. And he's inheriting because your children are now his children. Right. And they didn't ask to be his children. No. And so you have to be mindful of that as well. We could do a whole mm-hmm. episode on blended families. Yeah. And, you know, all that stuff. But... So how's that going? It's going really good. I I mean, there's challenges, of course, but um, they have my kids have opened up to him in a way that I would have never expected. Um, they've accepted him in. I mean, right before we got married, my daughter said, "You know, I'll never like him." And now, you know, we're going hiking and we're we're doing all of these things that families do together, and it's working it's it's and we're trying to do it the right way and it's working you know we eat at the table every night and we cook together and the kids have chores which i had never instilled until ty got there and so there's they have responsibility and they like it they 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 like it they don't argue like they used to i mean because they know there's consequences um consistent change absolutely yeah so they know okay it's serious it's serious i mean we've had to do some (laughs) some uh real real uh disciplines we've had to take away their phones um we've had to set limits on phones um we've we've had to do some serious serious disciplines um because i mean no telling what's on their phones we had to do phone checks and found out that both of them were doing things inappropriately and looking up things that were not things that kids should be looking at and so we took them um and and now we've decided there's going to be a limit because there has to be a limit that's all they were doing and i feel like that's kind of the culture today is is that's the babysitter (laughs) is the cell phone um and i mean we treat them each differently um with different disciplines and different consequences and we've told them you know there's good and there's bad consequences you know based on your behavior you make that choice and um honestly it's a huge weight lifted off of me because i don't have to sit there and and take the blame for the choices that they've made um it's awesome to have someone uh to be able to share my life with and to parent together i've never done that before um and to have someone who's who's god-fearing and and who has a true passion and desire to serve the Lord with everything that that he is and um, have a true leader in our life. It's 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 something like I've never experienced before, and I would never be able to tell you, you know, ten years from now that this is where my life would be. Um, it's something that only God could could do. Amen. And you guys, uh, what? So Ty, he's you know, I know that you guys. You guys feel like you're being called into ministry? I mean, what do you feel like is next for you guys? Well, um, I mean, 
whatever God, God decides. Um, we're open to whatever it is that God has for us. Um, right now, you know, we're serving loyally um, in the church. Uh, we serve at both freeways here in Springfield um, through child care. Um, you know, we help wherever there is a need. Um, where there's a need and we're able to do it, um, you know, we, we do the best that we can in, in serving the Lord with all that we are. So what's a week like for you? <laughs> it's busy. <laughs> um, it's pretty awesome. We have things, you know, to do. We we work um, through the week, you know, while the kids were in school. They went to school and, um, you know, at night we either have some classes that we're, we're taking because I'm still currently in drug court. So we're still going working through that um, church on Wednesday nights. Um, I just graduated high school, got his, yeah. got his high school <laughs> Diploma. diploma yeah yeah he just graduated high school we're um, talking about college and uh, he wants to get his degree and probably some biblical studies he he wants to be a pastor so so he wants to go to the bbc yeah get to bbc bible baptist college uh big shout out they uh they have given us a scholarship yeah. for our people so he's interested in that yeah awesome yeah it's pretty cool you know we um I mean, we both are thinking about, you know, completing college, whereas he didn't even have a degree. He didn't even have a diploma a year ago. And um, he had a rough life. He did. He did. Seven brothers and sisters um, and lived in poverty just like me, you know. So he pretty much raised his kid, his brothers and sisters. So it's huge that he's able to say he has a diploma now. <laughs> And your kids like him. Yeah, they love him. Like, they it's think he's cool. real cool. <laughs> well, I remember your daughter was worried about him being abusive. Yeah. And uh, he shared that with me. And, and uh, you know, the blended family thing, I understand that. <clears throat> and it's a challenge. And it will always be a challenge. Yeah. Forever. Mm -hmm. There's, I don't care how good they get along, they're going to have problems. Yeah. And, and you guys are going to struggle with that. Mm -hmm. And because of the bond, yeah, the bond, natural bond that takes place when you have a child, and uh, you know, but he he come to me and he you know he said told me what your daughter had told him, and and I said well you're just gonna have to have consistent mm -hmm. change behavior. Yeah, she'll see that, mm -hmm. and you love her. Yeah, and so um, I'm so excited about <laughs> that. Just it's it's cool. It's a big deal. So <laughs> did you ever think your life could be where it is right now? <laughs> no. No, um, there's no way. I mean, especially in the last three, you know, three years before, you know, freeway and stuff, I would have never thought that I could, that, that the Lord could work in my life in such a mighty way to, to restore and redeem all that was broken. Amen. What's your biggest burden? Um, What's the weighty thing that really God, uh, I was, me. I met with a guy yesterday <laughs> And uh, he did 30 years in the federal prison. Mm. And uh, he ended up learning law in prison, got two degrees, uh, one from Adams University, one from Colorado State University. Wow. And the guy who taught him law in prison was the only white member of the Kansas City Black Mafia. Wow. I, I'm not making this up. And uh, he ended up get, learning about compassionate release. Mm. And... Um, and he got himself out of compassionate, out of a life sentence, got himself wow. released. Got the guy who taught him law released. Wow. Got 20 people released out of doing life sentences from federal prison. Mm. And he's, he's, he's currently uh, riding with 500 inmates. 
and I wow. met him yesterday. We met, we've met a few times, kind of trying to mentor him a little bit spiritually, and uh, and I told him that's his burden. Yeah, that's why it's keeping him up at night. That's why he can't stop thinking about. Mm. It. And no offense, but that's why when he's sitting on the toilet, it's going through his mind. That's what this is to me. Mm-hmm. It's my calling. Yeah, it's a burden, and I didn't give it myself. God gave that to me. Mm-hmm. So what's yours? I would say, um, you know, the homeless, even in this community, um, while I was homeless, you know, I saw all of these people that were stuck in this life. And now I come to freeway and a lot of those individuals are still stuck in that life almost three years later. And it's, it's heart wrenching, uh, to see that there hasn't been any change. And it's, it's a lot of times it's a mindset and you can't, it's this, um, you know, this repeated pattern of behavior that just, um, on your own strength, it's never going to change. And um, and it's also accepting that's who you are. Right. And I call that a homeless mentality. Absolutely. It's just like the criminal mentality, but it's with homelessness. And it's it's a very real thing. And um, I'd say that my burden would be to help um, those that are struggling in addiction and homelessness because it kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah. You know, those kids, too, that are struggling because of, you know, being being in those lives where their parents have either, you know, gone through prison and are still there or just who've kind of left them left them by the wayside to fend for themselves. And there's a lot of families out there that are that are dealing with that. A lot of kids that are struggling that, um, you know, are 13 taking care of all their brothers and sisters because their parents are out doing who knows what. Yeah. Well, that's a big burden. Yeah. And. That's the thing that keeps you up. That's the thing that yeah. burdens you. That's that's from God. I would do mm. something with that. Seems like you are. Yeah. So, uh, did you ever think that your life could be where it is right now? No. That's my list of questions. Oh. Um, I'm reading through these. How do you deal with your past loyalties? So you talk about mm. one of the things that we um, that we teach is that relationships are the number one cause for relapse. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's not just romantic. No. That's also friendships. Mm -hmm. And so uh, when we disciple our people and train them and work with them, uh, one of the things that we have is our season classes and season two is overcoming the past. And, uh, you know, overcoming those things that we feel like hold people back from our people group. Yeah. You have Haitians from Haiti, you have Hondurans from Honduras, and you have people who come from our criminal mm-hmm. background, drug addict background. There are people groups just like that. Yeah. And uh, I, I, we teach that those past loyalties. Um, if if I've known you my whole life, and me and you have, say you're a guy, me and you have fought side by side in the street, I've saved your life. Yeah. We bled together. I bonded you out of jail. I took a I, I took a case for you, and so uh, you know, twenty years later, you're in this program, mm-hmm. and me and you have known each other thirty years. Yeah, and uh, and I'm I'm on the run, I'm strung out, and you're at the gas station, mm-hmm. and I say, hey, can I get in? You give me a ride. You you have to figure out who's your loyalties. Yeah, like who are you loyal to? It's not freeway and mm-hmm. me. It's either Jesus. Because this person has a great chance to destroy my recovery. Yeah, right. Or is it that loyalty to this person? Right. You know? And so how do you deal with that? Boundaries. Um, there has to be boundaries set up before you even go to talk to them, go to meet with them. Like, I, I honestly 
most of the people in my life that was in my life from the past, I don't talk too much anymore. I have not seen them much at all since then. And I can't because if I put myself in a situation and one of them was my best, best friend. Um, but if I put myself in a situation to compromise, then that's going to hurt myself. And then it's going to trickle down to my kids and my family. Um, so I, I can't even talk to them much anymore, which um, honestly, it's a good thing. Like I, I feel a huge weight lifted off of me because I don't have to stress and worry about where I'm going to be because of who I'm hanging out with. And I tell people to blame us. Yeah, absolutely. I just, I just say, you know, I'm under this contract and this structure and I, I'm not allowed to do that. Yeah. And it freeways, you know, it's freeway. Mm-hmm. Blame me. <laughs> yeah. so my pastor told me. To just pray with you out loud and read the Bible mm-hmm. verses to you. So that's what we're going to do. Right. <laughs> Let me read from Matthew 1, the yeah. genealogy. You know? <laughs> Start sounding them out. Right. Whatever you got to do, right? Uh, and so those, you know, the Bible says that light and darkness cannot be in the same place right. together. So all kidding aside, for anyone that's listening that's dealing with this, uh, I would suggest and encourage you to, one, uh, pray with them. Uh, every time you talk to them, yeah. Two, share scripture with them. Mm-hmm. Three, tell them you can see them only at church. Right. And so, if you want to meet me, meet me at mm-hmm. Freeway. I'll be on the front row. We'll sit together. Yeah. Or in the back row. Right. And so, either two things are going to happen: they're going to leave you alone because mm-hmm. they don't want nothing to do with Jesus. They'll think you lost your mind and join yeah. a cult. Or two, they'll get saved. Yeah. And they'll they'll get their life right. Mm-hmm. But that's how you do it, right? Yeah, definitely. So, praise the Lord. Uh, what hurts you the most? Um, well, mainly, you know, the hurts that I've created in my kid's life that I can't, I can't take back what I've done in the past. All I can do is work from here on out. And so, um, just certain situations come up where, I, I mean, it's a result of my bad behavior and... Um, you know, I have to handle it differently, you know, than I would have back in the day. But just knowing that I hurt my kids the way that I did. And, and, and now, I mean, there's a lot of things I've got to do, um, that, that, but nothing will, what, nothing will fix that. It's just, you know, picking up from here. Um, you have to learn, you have to so speak the scripture. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Speak the scripture as much as possible. Um, pray. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Remind yourself of the truth mm-hmm. of your past, right? Yeah. Because that's tough. It is. And some things you can't change. No. And some things you can't even say sorry for because the people you did it to are dead. Yeah. And, and, you know, how do you cope with that? Well, you can't self-medicate anymore. So you have to, you know, speak the word, Mm -hmm. preach the word, remind yourself, right? Greater is he who's in me than he's in the world. Yeah. Right? I'm a child of God. I'm above reproach. Right. So that's good. Um, Let me ask you another question. Are you happy? Yes, I am happier than I could ever, ever have thought I would be. Um, you know, the, after everything that's happened in my life and the things that I created, to know that I'm where I am today and that I have eternity with my Savior, that is a, that gives me more peace of mind than anything else could. Have you, have you ever been, can you ever say, you know, there's a time in life I've, I've, had, I've had joy. I've been a person with joy. Not until now. Now I can absolutely say that without a doubt in my mind. You have joy today? Yeah. <laughs> you know, one of the things that I always ask people when we do this is ask them if they're happy. Yeah. Because it makes you think, you know, I've never really been happy. Right. You know, and, and, and you know, happiness and joy is not the same. Right. 
many times happiness depends on what happens, right? Mm. Uh, but joy is joy is deep. It is. And it's knowing that you know that you know that you know. Mm-hmm. And that who you are, what your purpose yeah. is, you have a life, and it's anchored to Jesus. Yes. And so I just want you to know I'm so proud of you. Thank you. And I'm a big fan. Thank you. And I'm cheering you on to the Lord. Thanks. Thank you for coming on and sharing today. Thank you. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, uh, would you do me a big favor? Would you like it uh, on our YouTube channel? Would you share it with your friends? Um, And would you possibly check out freewayministries.com, freeway-ministry.com? And if you have not supported Freeway and you want to be a part of helping us continue to do this as cameras are wearing out and these different things, one day maybe we'll have to hire a a media person to help us and so you can help us continue to reach one broken life at a time by giving uh, and you can pray for us and pray for yeah. Sharla and pray for her children and pray for her marriage and continue to help us reach one broken life at a time and so I'm very thankful today that you came to hang out with us and we'll see you next time